Good morning, North America. Welcome to Church Talk TV. Lively talk about life, church, and church life. I'm your co-host, Dr. Bill Tenney Britton, and I'm joined as usual by my co-host, Dr. Chris Tenney Britton, and we're broadcasting from our studio in Columbia, Missouri, the heartland of America. Say good morning, Chris. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Church Talk TV. Chris and Bill Tenney Britton here today to talk about effectively ministering to those folks in your congregation who are non-techie in a tech-driven world. Oh, yes. So <laughs> in this episode, we're going to talk about how to engage and disciple those in your congregation who are not internet connected, uh, who aren't or aren't able to attend in person. I, I might say with that, uh, who aren't uh, tech savvy as well. That's right. They right? Are, yeah. Some of us. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those who just don't get it. And, that, and there's, there's, Normally we say, well, it's our seniors, but you know, I found it's not just seniors. Sometimes you got some young folks who were like, yeah, they, they kind of divorced themselves from it or whatever. Yeah. So we're really talking about how do you um, help those members become better disciples and, uh, you know, and attend worship. And so we're not talking about just worship, although we're definitely talking about worship, but we are talking about more than that. So, you know, one of the questions that people ask is, you know, why uh, are... Why do people not jump in the in the pool with the tech techno world? Yeah, well, and there are a number of reasons, yes, right? A lack of internet access. Uh, a lot of people are afraid of digital, uh, and uh, there are those who are unable or unwilling to adapt. I, I talked to a client yesterday, and the um, what he needed in the way of tech to do some some pieces that we were talking about he didn't have those pieces so he, he felt a little he was a little daunted by that um, but the other part with that was he really couldn't afford that that programming that he needed to do what he wanted and you know there's some people who are running around with using laptops or uh, computers or desktops that their their kids or grandkids have given them they're older units yeah. that can't oh, do yeah. all the stuff you know all the whiz bang stuff and so, they don't want to learn it so right you you know, there, there are those. Uh, on the other hand, you know, there's, there's. Mm, well, we'll get to the other hand in a minute. But let me, let me move on. I, yeah. I, I, I was going to go there. So let's say. So the question is, why aren't people attending in person? Because you yeah. got why are people not tech? But then you, you know, get the people who are not techy, but they could come to church. But we have people who are non techy who aren't coming to church right now. And there's a number of reasons why people aren't coming to church. Of course, the pandemic is one of those reasons. Um, and then there, there's health. You know, they, they may have a health problem. They're, they may be seniors have a broken hip and can't get out. They're in rehab or they've they've moved into a convalescent or a care center or um, or they're just homebound for whatever reason. They can't get up. They can't get out, et cetera. Um, yeah, go ahead. Or compromised health. They may be immunosuppressant. They're, uh, um, another thought, we talk about the pandemic, uh, uh, the flu. You uh, know, that's, yeah. well, and talk about pandemonium and right. pandemic, right? <laughs> there were, just with flu a couple of years ago, there were places I just did not want to be. And that was in pre-masking days, right? right? Yeah. Well, and then, uh, then there's, there's there. those people who are just, they don't want to go into a church building. Yeah. You know, they're just, yeah, no thanks. And they may or may not have great internet. Of course, that 
goes with the first part. So there's a number sure. of reasons why people don't go. Yeah, well, let me toss one more out there, and that's because they're incarcerated. Oh, yeah, they really true. can't yeah. get there, but we are not going to say anything about that except to mention it today because we have a future episode on uh, how to reach people who are incarcerated. Right, we have a, with someone we're going to interview, bring in, and have conversation. That's what they do for a living, and they've got some great insights on yeah. how you can do ministry to those who are incarcerated. Yeah, but that's, that's something to come. All right. So, you know, one of the questions that, that I have is, is you know, are there limits? You know, we're, we're talking about accommodating people, yeah. you know, and, and, and aren't there some limits? You know, listen, come on, people. Buy a computer or buy a smartphone. Listen, the flip phone don't last forever. Time to move on. Where where do you draw that line in a church to say, listen, I, we just can't continue to do this. We, you need to come into the 20th century, let alone the 21st century. What? Sure. But so the reality is accommodating people always... Uh, 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 has demands, or it always demands, say it that way, always demands resources and often uh, additional ministries and programs. Start new stuff, yeah. Right. And we, what we offer is limited by our resource. Yeah, every pool, church has only right? so many resources they can That's use. That's right. And, and that they can afford, to be right? quite and you honest. Have, you have right? to draw a line sometimes and say this, or, but. Yeah, go but, ahead. But I think it's important that we do. Um, accommodate those as often as we can and make at least some marginal um, availabilities. And, and it, you may not be able to do everything, but you can do something to reach your non-techie people. Well, and here's another piece is we need to be clear about what our parameters are. And part of that is uh, around the parameter of cost. We've got the people who will run it. But I think too, that there is that parameter of uh, of the congregation and what they're willing to do. You right. know, how far, because, uh, you know, those of us that are ministers or, or church leaders that are out there out front. We're early uh, adopters. Uh, I like to say sometimes early adapters <laughs> that we're out there and we're you're going to hear all of this today and you're going to be like, yeah, you know, we could do this and we could do that. Uh, and I can figure out how to get the money to do this and that. You're going to try all different things, but your congregation may not be on board at all. And so you're going to need to take that into consideration and, and work through that bridge. We need to be accommodating these people, but this is where we are now. This is a very realistic uh, um, um uh, hold back for us, draw back for us. So how are we going to help get people over that hump and Wait, slump? You know, when the pandemic first started um, way back in 2020, I guess it was. Anyway, it seems like forever 19. ago. Um, I was a part of a church that uh, they had had a ministry sometime earlier and they'd bought a bunch of old Chromebooks. Um, and when the pandemic hit, we realized that there were a number of seniors and at least a couple non-seniors who really didn't have, they didn't have no internet access. And we were live streaming the service and, and all that. So those who, you know, we were, we were locked down, but people could still worship except for those folks. And someone came up with the idea, hey, what if we um, recorded the service because they were being recorded anyway and and put them on the Chromebooks and they'd put together a team that would take them to the folks and they'd drop them off and and they back in the day they had the protocols where they set them on the doorstep they <laughs> rang the doorbell and they walked away and the people came and got them and they would watch the uh, worship service on the church's Chromebooks <laughs> and so you know there 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 was a solution and it, and it it took some resources but in this case there were resources that were already there. And all we had to do was um, uh, 
recruit some folks to come up and take the Chromebooks and then pick them up. And of course, they were downloading and there was training for all that. But it was a marvelous ministry using the resources that they had. And my understanding is that there are still people, even though the, the congregation is back in live worship, there are still people who get a Chromebook yeah. every week because they're not at a place where they want to come mm -hmm. and they still don't have internet access. So, you know, there, there's mm -hmm. use your imagination. There are some things you can do. And that's what we want to talk about now is some of the options you have to help bring um, those who are in that kind of situation, how you can bring um, worship and discipleship to those folks. So we've talked about, or you're talking about uh, taking the actual service, the recording of the actual service to them. Uh, you could do podcast deliveries as well. And uh, I'm not as clear on podcasts. I only know them the audio. about yeah, the audio, right. but listening to it online. And we were kind of joking around. Maybe you're not joking. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was kind of a joke to talk about recording it, maybe even on cassettes, because that may be what people have, you know, or what the church has. A, have. a lot of yeah. churches have, you know, the old recording. They could do four or five cassette tapes oh, of yes. whatever. And then you you may have to go down and buy a player. They're still available. They're, yeah, you can find them on Amazon. You won't find them in the grocery store anymore. eBay. Uh, yeah, you know, eBay, that's right. Like but, you eBay. know, you can get a couple of those and take them. But also, you know, a lot of folks, they have four or five cell phones. They didn't trade their smartphones in. And if you can find oh, some folks yeah, course, who have yeah. extra smartphones, and you you know you can put the MP3 on there because you can download it right. without an internet or with an internet connection, but without the the cell phone uh, connect with a SIM card, um, you can still download it and you can take them to folks and they could listen to whether it's Sunday school or worship um, or whatever uh, small groups. You can record those and put them on a smartphone. I guess a Walkman, if you can find one. <laughs> yeah, right, right, <laughs> you know, right. A cassette recording, whatever. So but there are there are options you, there. You're going to have to download it, though, because you're not going to have cell service. Right, and of course. And quite honestly, a lot of people don't have wireless service. Well, that's, that's what I'm right? saying. They, have, they have no internet yeah, at all. Well, I didn't hear you say that, so right. I just wanted you to You do, do sure. this at the church, yeah, we were and you clear. take them to the, the folks, and they can listen to them, the recording, right. the recorded version, the MP3 that's on, the They're, file is on the, on the yeah. equipment. Like, we have two or three phones hanging right. out, or laptop, I mean... A tablet as right. well, yeah, right? Exactly. Which I want to go back to. Go ahead, we talked about the Chromebook where we took the Chromebooks out. Um, another thing you can do is if you want to do that is, you know, you can, tablets are really inexpensive and probably there's people in your congregation that have an extra one yes. or two they could donate. But, you know, you could, again, put the file, download the file at the church, put it on the tablet and you could distribute those uh, to folks who are unable to attend worship. So it's not just Chromebooks or mm -hmm. laptops, but tablets are very inexpensive. And I guess you could actually do the same with your um, uh, smartphones if people have extra smartphones. Sure. So there's ways of doing this. But remembering and remembering that it's not just about worship. It's also right. about small groups, Sunday school classes. And if people would like to attend live, there is always Zoom. Now you right. may be asking, how can you do Zoom if you don't have the tablet or whatever? Um, but you can, people can attend via phone. So what you want to do with that though is print an instruction card and probably laminate it <laughs> yeah and then uh then with all the phone numbers with all the, the phone, phone numbers, numbers to get and the meeting in. id and that's if you, right and, and the key is is yeah. not to change it right you know yes. it, you, this is the zoom number we're going to use for password, all events this is you know? the password right. walk them through you're going to push this and you're going to push that now yeah. 
if you've got people who uh, are economically um, challenged, challenged, right? Then uh, we and, and who suggest are, who are still um, paying long distance on their phones, right? Right. Uh, then we suggest that the church purchase. Uh, would it's you licensed. say licensed? It's hundred dollars a month. Yeah. Eight hundred dollar number. That no, eight, is <laughs> not eight hundred dollar number. An eight hundred number. Oh, an eight hundred <laughs> number that costs currently about a hundred dollars a month. So while right. we're taping this, it costs a uh, hundred dollars a month to uh, to have an 800 number so they can call in through your right. 800 number. And again, if you think about that, 10 people, 10 more dollars a month, right? right? Yep. Two so, people, 50, four and, people, And 25. then they can attend, they can attend your Sunday school, their right. small group, and, and even worship and, you know, be live. And there's interactive when you have that kind of a service. But right. other, the other options, you know, the right. Sunday school and small groups, right. they can interact. And it, it's wonderful. One thing I want to say about the, the, the instruction card is on that instruction card, make sure you do things like tell them how to unmute themselves. The star six is a toggle for mute, unmute. Because if they are, if, the, if there's background noise, sometimes the moderator will mute everybody. And if they don't know how to unmute themselves, they can no longer interact. Sure. So make sure that on that card and you deliver those cards when you deliver whatever device if they're if you're delivering a device but right. people who are going to be online make sure that they get that information there you go okay okay yeah. and, well there's another thing we want to offer that's a little less techy um, and it really depends on why the person is not coming because if they're really they're uptight or worried about the pandemic and or they have health compromising then this option probably not for them but there's some people that you know, you could take the small group to them. I call it small groups delivered, where the small group goes to the folks who are in need, you know, uh, who who can't get out, and you meet in their home. And you know, th there's some people who go like, "Don't I don't want to have people in my homes and all that." And and I get that. So you have to be careful. You could also perhaps have a conversation saying, "Listen, your discipleship is more important than this." You know, you're, we're, we're not judging the cleanliness of your house or whether the, you know there's cat hair mm -hmm, or whatever. But mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. you got It's a balancing act, but you can go to their home and, you know, two or three people or the whole small group and do, I mean, you can do um, home worship. Um, you could also do your small group, your Sunday school and all the rest in home. You, you don't have to have tech to be able to deliver good discipleship. Sure. I know of a church where uh, actually the woman lived in a senior center, um, an assisted living uh, setting, and she, her small group when she moved into that and and this was pre-tech tech tech days right but her small group said hey we want to come over there and have small group with you and she was so excited to be able to to be there and to host i want though to be clear you may disagree with me on this i want to be clear though that make sure that person really can't attend church, that it's not just they won't attend church. You may have ministries uh, available to them that would get them to church, except uh, if if you're worried, if you have health challenges. That So in my, um, not my case, but in my purview, that is a valid reason for why you can't. But you have some people who are like, I'm just not, I'm not coming to church. Sure, you can come to my house. Uh, it's, it's setting those parameters, setting your parameters. Where do you draw the line for your accommodation? Right. Okay. All right. So, uh, you know, here's the deal yeah. is we don't have all the answers. Those are the answers that were um, obvious to us, but 
you may have some answers. We got some really bright listeners out there doing yes, some really do. incredible things. So yes. hey, if you'll let us know thoughts of what you think people could add to do um, non-tech uh, <laughs> discipleship and worship uh, for people who can't come, um, and send us a note at hosts at churchtalk.tv. Very good. Well, we've got homework for you, and our homework is for you to make a list of those people you know. In this case, we're going to say members or regular attenders, uh, friends of the church, who are not attending and have limited access in your congregation. Limited Who internet, are those people? Limited internet and, access. Uh, to the internet, right? right? And uh, what what are you going to do about it? So write those names down, reasons for that. And take a look and say, what what is it? How might we be able to accommodate them? And uh, as we've said, start small, have a plan. You can't do it all. But That's you right. can do something. That's right. So, hey, we're out of time, but I want to just say that, you know, adding a ministry like one of these, it, it takes time. And so before you add anything to your schedule, I want to remind you to go and grab the Get More Time Planner. The URL is right there. Go and get, get the Get More Time Planner and figure out how to save more time in your week so that you can add important life-transforming ministries like these. Hey, we're out of time. We'll see you next week. Yes, have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.